0: hello hello welcome back to that gd show everyone hey genevieve
1: hey dave how are you doing
0: hey r and raw how you do we start off this year with the r and raw what a what a way to start the new year right
2: well well thank you
0: yeah seriously it's so great to have you on um we were i saw in the chat someone uh, said they were fortunate enough to see you and me at the Faithless Forum in Austin a month or so ago, and as we reminded each other, we were on a team of Bible trivia warriors, and we crushed the competition. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun. It was really good to meet you after all this time knowing you and knowing of you.
2: I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Just just don't blow me up too much. I used to be really vain, you know, and arrogant and all about myself and all that. Oh, yeah? How'd you yeah, get over and then that? I discovered, and then I discovered what narcissists
0: really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm much more humble now. Oh, good. <laughs> so I see you're pouring a little stout there. Is that what that is? It, is? it is. Yeah. I know you like that.
1: Yeah. I've heard you're quite the connoisseur.
0: I'm a beer snob. Are you? <laughs> a little bit. Well, anyway, thank you for tuning in, everyone. By the way, Genevieve, remind them what that number is. We'd love for you to call in. We actually already have a couple of calls tonight. We'll get them in just a minute. But what's that number, Genevieve?
1: Yeah, everybody, please call in. The number is 217-375-9933.
0: Or WWDD. Mm-hmm. What would Dave do? And, uh, yeah, if you've got a question for Arn or something you want to talk about, anything uh, anything goes, we'll, uh, we'll let you in and... Um, have that chat with you uh hit the like and subscribe button if you will and by the way we do have all the verification stuff done the monetization is good we are good to go if you want to uh, send a super chat we'd love that appreciate your support um and if you send the super chat with a donation we will read your comment on the air and uh like I said if you want to ask Aaron something or me and genevieve whatever um but thank you for your support. Uh, if you want to become a Patreon subscriber, that would be great. That helps us helps us do the show. It costs some money to do this—the call in studio, things like that. Uh, there are expenses, and so uh, we appreciate your support. Appreciate you watching, tuning in. It's great to have you, Aaron. How's it? Yeah, I fully totally get it. I mean,
2: the the expenses of maintaining the you know the bridge that leads to the uh, the broadcast tower, you know, and then. <laughs> All, you know all, all of these things, the, all of the dishes that are involved. This you know the celebrity guests that you have to keep on tap, and
0: well, it's the airfare to bring you in. I mean, people don't realize <laughs> you know that you're uh, in the other room here, and you know it costs money to fly you in from Dallas. Uh, I tell you what, the view from
2: thirty stories up is amazing.
0: Yeah, no right. <laughs> How's the weather? It get cold. It got cold in Dallas, right?
2: Well, finally, yeah, yeah. we we, yeah, we dropped to right. fifty degrees in twenty four hours. Weather? Get cold sorry 53 no it dropped 50 degrees in 24 hours oh geez mm-hmm. did you get weird. snow I, through, I normally would put the doors on the roof back on my jeep like mid-november but it stayed warm so i just didn't and so all the way through december i'm still driving around open mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and it was like you know first day of january it finally goes from
0: 70 degrees to 50, to to 20 something yeah sheesh well, it has turned into winter most of the most of the country. Um, before we take a couple of calls here, I, I want to to get a little bit of. I know everyone kind of knows you, and most everybody knows who you are and what you do. But give us for the viewers the three or four that don't. Um, what is the Aran Ra story? What, what did you? Uh, when did you get involved in the things you do now? We were talking back screen about. How you identify, you know, if someone asks you, "What do you do for a living?" or if you're on an application, what your occupation is, you know, what what do you describe it as, and when did you get into it, and why, and and what's a bit of your history?
2: Well, it's the same sort of story as as everyone else, really. I was a I was a a tattoo artist, uh, uh, building a chopper in my dining room. And, uh, li- living with Same
0: the, as everyone else, right?
2: Li- living with a stripper, and then <laughs> uh, when we we uh, get we split, and so now I'm starting to think about you know, how are how are like family court judges going to look at my lifestyle, and so I <laughs> yeah, start trying to clean up a little bit. So suddenly the stripper is an insurance agent, and suddenly I'm working in computer tech support. Uh, you know, so that we're we're good, clean, upright standing citizens and that sort of thing. But I very quickly got into. I mean, working one of those jobs where you take the same call all the time, and and mm-hmm. I have a, I've got unlimited overtime. I've got unrestricted browsing. I find myself in chat groups and stuff. Well, not chat groups, but news groups. Hmm. And I found myself in uh, Talk.Origins pretty quickly, hmm. following uh, Talk just just following okay. on the web. And then I find myself in uh, in in arguments with believers on one side and scientists on the other, and. And it was some of these believers that I was talking to on Talk Origins that that told me of their insidious plan. It was like the James Bond movie where the villain always tells you the, what you know mm. when they think it's too late to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. They say that you know their, their minister got on the phone with a bunch of other ministers across the state, and they just tell their congregations how to vote as a block so that they can elect certain judges and senators and back. Back voters. about when was
0: this? In the eighties? When was this? this was,
2: This was right around y2k okay yeah so so 98 to 2000 in that area and these people tell me that they have in fact positioned all of these uh people from the chalcedon institute all these christian nationalists all Mm -hmm. these reconstructionists were now senators and judges and you know all across the country and and what what they had what they were telling me was a year or so later Uh, Revealed to be the wedge strategy that was the Mm -hmm. document that was accidentally leaked by the Discovery Institute, talking about how we want to put evangelicals, Christian nationalists in every position all through government. And then eventually there's going to be a case like Kitzmiller versus Dover that was predicted. It just didn't go the way they expected. They thought that a Bush appointed right wing conservative Christian judge would rule differently. Mm -hmm. The judge was a little irritated that, one, Christian scientists like Kenneth Miller, for example, were able to give a completely uh, sufficient explanation of evolution, and that all of the claims of the intelligent design theorists, every single one of them, had already been disproved before they went to court. And then in the court, Mm -hmm. all of their agenda was revealed to be fraudulent. And the judge was complaining that he is a Christian and it was disappointing for him in his faith to see all of these people, as he put it, so proudly touting their Christian values, but then also time and again lie to cover Mm -hmm. their tracks and hide the real agenda behind the ID policy. And that's almost a quote from the court ruling. So that didn't go the way that the the ID people expected, the Christian nationalists, but they are relentless. They will not ever admit any fault, any Mm -hmm. error. So they they well, they're they, coming they, from a
0: they're coming from a base position like they're almost as if they feel like they've been ordained by God to do this. They they they're missionaries for God, so to speak. Is that kind of what you've experienced in dealing with them, that they just feel like it's a mandate from God that this be a Christian nation? And it's supposed to be. And if you're not a Christian, get the hell out.
2: Well, they do have their their entire own different set of facts. They live in a completely alternate reality supported by alternative facts. That's that mm-hmm. does seem to be the case. When I go into the you know the homes of you know, people of my family, for example, that that are on that spectrum, let's call it, <laughs> and suddenly all of it's like all the data charts have been turned upside down or flipped over backwards, and just nothing makes sense anymore. And suddenly, everything that George W. Bush did was somehow Obama's fault.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: You know, and there's just no Retroactively, reason. Retroactively, right, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, and when they, they have something they want to believe, right, like that Obama is going to take our guns away, they're not going to listen to any reason that, hey, right. you know what, Obama never did, you know, he's still he's still going to do it.
0: <laughs> no, Obama is not president anymore. He can't take your guns
2: away. He never tried to take your guns away. Yeah, you,
0: you can't deal head with head. them with that. They won't listen. I yeah, I mean they think JFK's uh, Jeff there were people in in Daley Plaza mm-hmm. in November waiting for JFK Jr. to show up. I can't <laughs> What do you do with that? I mean, how do you talk to them?
2: Yeah, the level of stupid is just it. It impresses me. I think it's time to rename our species. I think that mm-hmm. we were arrogant and overly hopeful when we decided that we should be called homo sapiens sapiens, man, the wise of the wise, because we're idiots.
0: Yeah. Look yeah, at we are. It. I mean, it, it, oh boy, the super chats are there. Secular rarity. Thank you, brother. <laughs> I got cookies. Here they come. The super chats are back people. Um, but so I, you know, I did not know that part of your history, Aaron, that you, that's how you got involved and became the activist that you are. And well, then it was a sensitive part of my life. I mean, I, it. I probably you grew up Christian, say, right? Though the, you grew up in a Christian home.
2: That, well, yeah, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I came from a half and half family where half of them were chain smoking alcoholics with, you know, multiple felony convictions and all of that. <laughs> on their fourth or fifth marriage but yeah but they're better than me because we're christian all right 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 They've never cracked open a bible they don't care what it says they don't know what a creed is but they're better than me because they wear the t-shirt with the cross on it mm-hmm. because that's all they know about christianity and if i try to talk to them at all well somehow i'm evil and stupid and i need to do my research because I didn't go to OneAmerica.Propaganda.Network, <laughs> you know, to get my daily so did you at that life. at
0: that point you just started educating yourself on all the topics, the biology and history, and the things that you were so knowledgeable of. Is that you just started digging in? And
2: well, I mean, I always I always had some understanding of evolution. I mean, might mm-hmm. be fortunately, my family had this tradition where you don't indoctrinate until they reach the age of reason which they arbitrarily Mm -hmm. decided was going to be eight years old Mm -hmm. well as any jesuit will tell you you know you give me a child until they are seven and i will show you the man because you have to you have to indoctrinate inculcate the kids before they reach that age of reason before they have the capacity to reason and then you will stunt their intellectual development to the point that they will never be able to do it they will believe exactly what they're told by whom they're told to believe and that's all that it matters is whoever tells them to believe anybody else they won't believe it but if that guy the guy the authority tells them this is what they're supposed to believe then that's what they will believe mm-hmm. you know i asked yeah. my mom all the time growing up I was like what well, yep yeah, well, what do you believe well mormons believe okay well fine that's what mormons believe but what do
0: you believe well i believe what mormons believe yeah so do you
2: have any independent thought at all no no no
0: religion does not Oh, you've already got a question about your spices that you like. <laughs> Religion does not uh, encourage critical thinking or independent thinking. It's all group group think and group talk. And it's well, the, the point just of it frustrating.
2: is frustrating isn't it? I mean, we want to get yeah. 10% of your income, all of it. Right, right. And we also want to manipulate how you vote. Uh, and we also want you to be we, we also want you to do all of our bidding for us. Oh, and be happy with the lot mm-hmm. that we've given you. So you so you're living in abject poverty and your life sucks. You'll have a better life once you've worked yourself to death. Then we have this posthumous promise that you will we'll never have to pay. We'll just make the promise to you that life will be good after life is over. Somehow. Right. Exactly. And then, and then for it's the all about the life to come for the people who are not stupid enough to buy into that. If you're not, well, they're not stupid, maybe just vacuous. Mm-hmm. But for, for those people, then we have this other thing. We, have the, we also have the stick to go with the carrot. We have the, the threat of a fate worse than death. Mm-hmm. Oh, you like to ask questions? And people who want to talk about uh, heaven, they, want to, they start thinking about heaven, and you won't think about heaven for two or three minutes before you realize, hey, that wouldn't be a good idea. I don't think I want to be sitting on a cloud with my lips wrapped around God's colon for all of eternity. <laughs> I, I don't think I want yep. to be trapped in a house with little Anthony Fremont, where I have to always tell him that every horrible thing he did was, it. that's a good, that's a good thing you did, Anthony. That's a, yeah. that's a real good thing. Cause he can read your mind and all there's right. no escape
0: and there's no way to ever just let it end. Oh, okay. Eternal life sounds horrible. I can't believe I used to think that was a good thing. I, I just don't know where my head was at. You kind of, you never really got into the evangelical tribe like I did. Genevieve never did get into it. I'm the mm-hmm. one that that drank the Kool-Aid and was just, uh... we got a couple of calls. One thing, um, the chats, thank you guys. The chats are popping in. Secular Rarity, thank you. I got cookies. Thank you. Here's a question I think for you uh, Aaron and Kyle Brewer, thank you so much. We'll get to yours, Kim, in a second. Matt C. wants to know what is a good counter argument for infinite regress.
3: Well,
2: I don't know that there is one. I mean, it, when when you want to give an answer, it's it's fine if you want. It to, the people don't understand the way hypotheses work, the way science works. You know that um, you you say, well, maybe it's this. Well, define infinite,
0: infinite regress. Just define that okay, in, well, in well, layman's the, terms.
2: The, the, the argument that the old belief, the Hindu belief, that you have the, 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 the world is a disk that's on the back of four elephants and the elephants are standing on top of it. You know, people will ask, well, where, what, are the, what is the disk of the world sitting on? Well, it's sitting on the back of four elephants. Okay, okay. well, what are, what are the elephants on? Well, the elephants are standing on a turtle. Okay, well, what is the turtle on? Well, at some point you got to get repetitive. Well, the turtle's on top of another turtle. Mm-hmm. So, what's that turtle standing on? And then, oh, it's turtles all the
0: way down. Gotcha. That's
2: <laughs> that's that's the argument. So,
0: yeah. And how do you? I mean, what is a um, uh, response to that?
2: Well, um, okay. For like, usually this comes up not with the position of the Earth, but where everything came from, mm-hmm. life, universe, everything, and people want to believe that there was a, a beginning, that there was once upon a time, there was absolutely nothing except for God, who somehow doesn't count. Uh, yeah. and, and that God did absolutely nothing for... Everything has to years. be created except God, right? Yeah, yeah but ex- again, God sat around twiddling his thumbs for 110 jillion years before he suddenly <laughs> got the idea to, to poop everything out all at once. Uh, and for whatever reason, it took him four days to carve this one dust speck in space, but he was able to sneeze out Levin Jillion galaxies all at once on the same day. I don't I don't I don't get how all that works, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. people want to imagine that there was a moment of nothing and then there was everything. Mm-hmm. Uh and scientists don't hold that position. I've talked to a number of cosmologists, people trained mm-hmm. in cosmology don't believe there was ever a nothing to have come from. Right. I mean it's like Every Christian wants to tell me that I believe everything came from mm. nothing, except that I don't know any atheist alive who believes that. You know, right. no. I don't yeah. believe that. So no. you know, there, there's you know the first law of thermodynamics: matter cannot be created or destroyed. So, hey, maybe matter was not created or destroyed. Well, then they bring up the second law of thermodynamics. You don't understand. It's not like it's not like that. Like covalent bonds are suddenly going to get weak. It's not like electrons are going to get tired and slow down. You know that's that's not how that works. You have to put in the proper application, and there mm-hmm. changes as as uh, Sean Carroll put it in an interview that I did with him. He says that you know, the universe can change the way it looks over time, and there can be different effects for different things because of right, or whatever. Maybe there was a singularity, maybe not. We don't know, mm-hmm. but you know there are some indications that it might have been. But if there was a singularity, well, then where did that come from? It wasn't nothing. So if you have, have uh, fourth-dimensional matter suddenly inflating three-dimensional space, that would look exactly like coming from nothing, but it wouldn't be coming from
0: nothing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Like
2: when they do the, the, what, what that, that kind of scanner that goes over you, and divides your, your, your body into 110,000 different sheets. But you know, it's, it seems to come from nothing, but it didn't really come from nothing. But people don't want to look. They, they don't want to see nuance. They want to see... No, black wisdom. and white. Right. Mm-hmm. They want to see a magic wizard who created earth first mm-hmm. and that we are somehow the beginning and the center and the purpose of the universe. And if and if you don't think that you are the reason that the universe exists, then they call you arrogant.
1: You know, the irony too is that I've heard so many Christians lately say to me and to others that, oh, well, you're not worshiping God, you're just worshiping yourself. But to think that a universe as vast as this was created just for little old us, I think is so so human-centric, so self-centered. It it never has made sense to me. I will say to the original question as well about like infinite regress, I usually just get this asked to me as like, oh, well, who was the first mover? Everything has a cause. But the interesting thing about causality as we experience it is that it is changes in space and matter over time. If there is no space and there is no time, how can we think that those principles would even apply? So that's right. pretty you know, much, I, I just don't like arguing it. It's so, so silly. You, and you we just accept, don't know.
2: You can't accept a change over time because there's a word for that. It's called Evolution and and you can't ever say that
1: (laughs) yeah it's so it's so ridiculous too how they'll they'll argue about uh these intricacies of the big bang to sort of disprove atheism as if like this is a major tenet of atheism Mm -hmm. and yet when you just go into the most recent history of the evolution of life you know they just they they skip over that they go 14 billion years ago to the last six thousand, and they don't really want to talk about what happened in between
2: what I, mm-hmm. what I get, this is amusing to me, is I offer and have for decades now, I've offered a, 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 to, to prove evolution to your satisfaction. If you sincerely believe that, that God created every kind of animal, boy, are you buying a bunch of bullshit. And I, yeah. I, but if you believe that because <laughs> you're sincere and you're, you're not yet aware... That every preacher has lied to you. I'd be Mm -hmm. happy to prove that to you. I I can prove that religion is nothing but lies, that creationism is nothing but fraud, falsehoods, and Mm -hmm. fallacies based on lies. And you have done that. And I can prove to your satisfaction. evolution is the truest and best explanation there is for the origin of our species and so i'll get into that and we'll be we'll start with the basics we'll start about you know levels of evolution people will just dismiss well that's just microevolution. yeah but you gotta you hear me out we gotta we gotta start with the basics and when you acknowledge that you understand the basic concept then we move on to the next thing but they can't accept even the basics. They say they accept Mm microevolution. They don't. They -hmm. accept macro, but they're too stupid to know what macro is, but they will tell you that they will accept what is is actually macroevolution, but they don't have any of the definitions right. So they got everything upside down and backwards. And when they realize that I actually know what I'm talking about and I'm making sense and there's no counter argument. And then I ask, do you acknowledge and understand what we've told you so far? They have to bail yeah. because believing in utter bullshit
0: is more important to them than understanding reality. Well, you know, uh, when you're talking about evangelicals, you know that the reason they cannot lay down with evolution is that if creation isn't true, if it's not Adam and Eve, and original sin and the fall of man then the whole gospel message falls flat on its face because if we're not born into sin we don't need a savior and so they have to defend that element of the story against all truth and so really it, you can't get through to them if they're if they're if they are so set on that concept of salvation cuz it's the very core of their faith and i know because i lived in it for 37 years but I know, and evolution flies in the face of that. I
2: get a lot of criticism from, from Christians who say that I don't acknowledge that there are reasonable Christians who accept evolution, who accept science and everything. And I make that distinction all the time. The very first foundational falsehood of creationism is mm-hmm. the false dichotomy that you either must be a fundamentalist biblical literalist or you have to be an atheist materialist. And I have to point out, well, there's old earth creationists and there's theistic evolutionists. There's plenty of different variants there. And most of Christians, the majority of Christians worldwide accept evolution as a thing. Mm -hmm. So so this fundamentalism is only an American oddity. Right, but people don't understand. The people who are criticizing me for not understanding nuance don't understand the
0: nuance nuance that I just explained in the video that they're commenting on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we got to get to some calls. I do, I do see all the super chats. They've been flowing in. I appreciate everyone. We'll get to each one. Uh, yeah, are, are I can... only
2: I only criticize the fundamentalists. The reason that I do is because when you get into philosophical arguments, mm-hmm. you know, I mean. If I if if Hume didn't completely refute Aquinas, why is Aquinas still being quoted? I don't I don't get that. So so right. with, with with a philosophical argument, it's not necessarily always possible to win those. Well, but with creationism, they're making statement of fact that are demonstrably wrong. Right. So we can prove that they're wrong, and that's the beautiful thing. I've seen it a number of times where you get somebody backed into a corner when they can't escape. <sighs> And when they know other people are watching, when you hit them with the question, do you understand and accept this? You get a psychotic meltdown <laughs> where, where, where a grown man becomes a small child, slobbering on themselves and spitting And out starts name calling then, yeah. And, yeah. and starts spitting out fourth grade insults because they don't have anything else. They can't right. admit what they know to be true. Right.
0: Well, let's take a call. You guys ready? Um, yeah, yes. let's do it. We got Greg in, in Missouri. He, him, um, have the hosts experienced friends or family losing faith at the end of their life? Hello, Greg, are you on? I'm on. Hi. Hey, Greg, you're on you with. Today? You're on with Ar and Ron, Genevieve. How are you?
4: I'm pretty good, and I, I want to say I'm I'm honored to be on with the three of you, and I, I truly mean that. You, you guys are. Kind of my little heroes out there. I, <laughs> I really, really love your shows and I, I love your videos. And, and Thank I wanna tell Genevieve my uh my grandma's my grandma's name was Genevieve. Oh, and wonderful. I always thought if I had had a daughter that might have been a candidate, but I I wasn't lucky enough to have the daughter, so <laughs> I didn't get to use the name. But <laughs> it's a classic name. But I like the mm-hmm. name, it's really nice.
1: There's dozens of us.
0: <laughs> what did you want to talk about? Yep.
1: Well, you know,
4: I, I've, I've had this in in my mind for a number of years. Twice in my life, um, I've had people close to me. One was a friend's grandma who was one of those grandmas who was kind of grandma to everybody, and we were always invited over to her house, and she was a wonderful human being and Mm -hmm. uh she and i used to discuss religion and she was a methodist and we would we would discuss it and you know i never convinced her she never convinced me but the arguments were always very civil and you know and i loved her to death she was really wonderful well you know grandpa died and he was also really a a grand person he really was wonderful too but he died and then grandma stopped going to church and and you know as much as an atheist as i am it's like you know we all said grandma you know we'll we'll take it to church you know it's we'll, we'll get you there. If that's where you want to be, you know, cause that's your friends and that you've been with for 50 years. And they said, Oh no, no, that's no, fine. I, I just watched the church service on, on TV and, and, uh, that's good enough. Well, it turns out when she was near, you know, near death on her, on her deathbed that, uh, her family, she told her family she didn't believe in God anymore. And it, it kind of shocked me.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> and, um, and, that, and then the second the second instance was uh, my dad. And now we were we were Catholics, and uh, I was very, but it was cultural Catholic, and I don't I don't think my dad really believed much of that. But you know he was he was still a Catholic. But at the end of his life, also he decided that there was no God. You know he he came to that conclusion. And the only thing I can think of in both cases is you just get to that end of the journey, and and maybe those were the people. You know, you went to church because those those were your people. That's you know the, that was your family, and and then but by the time you time you get to the end, they've all you know they've all died, and so mm-hmm. it, it, you just kind of you kind of figure it's nonsense. I don't know. Has anybody else ever experienced that? Or I can did, tell you, you, know, you always hear, "Oh yeah, when you get old, you're going to find Jesus." But that doesn't seem There are
2: there are few skeptics in my family blood relatives i might be able to count one Mm -hmm. one of all the people that i know my father was never skeptical uh much as i admired him he was uh, he was gullible he would you know he he thought doug henning's magic act in las vegas was real magic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and yeah for example but I remember having, without having any conversations with him about this, not directly. I mean, he died. His birthday is tomorrow, by the way. He he died. I was uh, at his deathbed, as were everybody that worked for him, all of his ex-wives, his kids, and and all like this weird stuff. This is the best way that anybody ever gets to die. Yeah, and my mother asked my dad if he wanted her to bring over the Mormon missionaries to pray with him. And I remember his eyes darting to mine and he says, no, I think it's too late for that. (laughs) Now I don't know what he meant by that. I don't want to put words in the mouth, in the mouth of a dying man, but I know what it meant to me. Yeah. And I thought, you know, my, my dad has been extremely brave. My dad has faced, my, my dad has, he's very brave man. He's, he's faced down all kinds of danger and the way that he faced death in that moment, in my eyes, and maybe I'm not understanding this right, but it made an impression on me. Hmm. How old were you? Uh, this wasn't that long ago. This was right as my channel was starting.
0: Really? But he
2: knew you to be an atheist. Yes. Okay. He did just barely. So, I mean, as i said when he and i have never had had a t- chance to have this talk hmm. uh and and we are we were at utter odds on all things i mean he would not discuss ancient history he didn't discuss world history he didn't have, he, he didn't discuss right. politics he didn't if it was outside of the personal experience of grandpa then it was something we wouldn't talk about mm-hmm. so he would talk about hunting fishing and football and that's it <laughs> And there was, there's no other discussion.
0: Well, you sounded so Texas then, buddy. (laughs) Well, yeah, Greg, I think, I think it is rare uh, for people at the end of their life to lose faith. Usually at that point, if you've been in it that long, you're kind of hanging on Mm -hmm. till the end, just in case. Um, My family is thinking that I'm going to come back to faith at the end of my life. Um, They're all quite distraught that I've, that I let go of my, I mean, you could put me in that category of losing faith at the end of their life. Cause I lost faith about 10 years ago and I'm coming up on the end of it here in the next few years, but it didn't have anything to do with like deathbed loss of faith. But I think maybe yeah, to Aaron's yeah. point, it was, it was like, it sounded like his dad, uh, you know, I'm not going to put words there either Aaron. but it sounded like, he'd already let that ship go and had never talked to anyone about it. And, you know, don't bring that Mormon guy in here now. I think we're past, I think that <laughs> ship has sailed. <laughs> you funny. know? Yeah.
1: Well, and I know in my
3: two, cases,
4: in my two ca- cases, I think it's very similar. I think it's very similar. They, they kind of work this through at the end of their life. And then when I got there, it's like, well, I don't need this anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You know, I think there's I think there's a couple things in play here for for many different people when when you get older, when you reach a certain age, you just you kind of stop giving a shit anymore about what other people think of you. I, yeah, I saw nice. that with my yep. dad. I mean, he'd always been like an outspoken atheist. Yep. But, you know, once he got around like 60 years old, that's when he just had no problem being being sometimes just flat out rude. There was a few times when I like had to nudge my dad to be nicer <laughs> to people. Um, <laughs> And I think that, you know, you think about how many people, you know, we can get statistics on how many people go to church, but that doesn't mean that's how many people go to church and believe what they're going for. There's so much right. there's so much of a, a cultural expectation for people that it's just it's just what you do or you have kids and you're like, "Oh, I well, I got to raise them in the church because that's where they learn their morals and people just don't really think about it." So, I think mm-hmm. in some cases there can be people who just were never really committed, but after a certain point they're like, why do I got to keep up the charades? I've only got a couple of years left. Like, you know, let's let's just do this. And then yeah. I think there's also like in this situation that you sort of mentioned with your grandmother, um, Christianity focuses so much on on the suffering that you'll experience here with this promise of a reward that, you know, will come after you die. We don't really have mm-hmm. to pay up on that. Um and a lot of people find strength in that when things get difficult, but then a lot of people, when things get really horrible, when you lose your life partner, eventually you just sort of come to the conclusion that, okay, if this God that I've dedicated my life to exists, like he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. And so people can sort of leave leave the faith from that too. And if you're at the end of your life, you know, getting old sucks. I I hear. Sorry, guys.
0: <laughs> Who are you calling old? <laughs> is she calling us old? Yeah. What do you mean, us?
1: <laughs> I didn't want to just call out Dave. She said, guys. <laughs>
0: she said, guys. I, I don't you know.
1: know. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I and I don't know how you, old I'm you I'm are, Greg, I've got ten
0: minutes left.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I've got a, a few minutes till I'm 29, but. Um, but no, I so I I can remember
2: twenty nine. That was (laughs) I can't (laughs) (laughs)
1: yesterday.
2: That was so many decades
0: ago. (laughs) So,
1: So, Greg,
0: (laughs) a a, a question for you, Greg. Uh, Aaron is famous for his love of all things hot, spicy. Kim Possible in the chat says, "Aaron, what's the spiciest thing you've ever eaten?" Greg, are you a spicy food eater too?
4: I can be. I'm probably not like Arin, but but I, I do like spicy food from time to time.
0: Yeah, Aaron had a spot a hot sauce eating contest at the Faithless Forum, if I recall. Oh gosh! But what's the <laughs> spiciest thing you've ever you've ever eaten,
2: Arin? Okay, well, the Eric Murphy gave me a bottle of of uh, it was partially pure capsaicin. Now, why would you do partially pure? You know, why even advertise that you've got Carolina Reaper and scorpion pepper and if you've also got pure capsaicin then that's one of the ingredients because that's just cheating I don't even know what that is it's, it's the, the active ingredient makes what it makes, makes it hot yeah oh. so if you if you've got pure <laughs> then it's not even on the charts anymore mm-hmm. okay so that's that's potentially lethal did it and hurt it, you I mean did you yeah. drink it
0: because well, <laughs> uh... gave
2: it to me. <laughs> We were at the hotel for the the event, for the Faithless Forum. Right, right. Gave it to me as the restaurant had closed. Oh, God. So now I can't even order a pizza to try this thing with, right? (laughs) But I'm curious as anything, because, you know, like science. So I thought I would just take a
0: little sip. Mm. Don't do that. How so that, that was yeah. that was hot even for R&R. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, Eric got you pure <laughs>
2: capsaicin without anything to to mix it without anything to it's supposed to be a flavor enhancer. But if you just mm. take it straight with no food as a sip, that's crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I I am a huge spicy food enthusiast myself and that just weenie. sounds stupid no I, I would not do that i don't understand putting have, stuff
0: in your mouth that hurts you i don't understand that it at all
1: hurt. It's, it, it's, it does it's, hurt it's invigorating it's wonderful
0: well it can be life you,
2: you I've, well, I've i've gotten hit, <laughs> i've hit levels i i hit a level one time when i when i had food that was so hot i had to call my wife just to tell her I love her in case I don't make it,
0: I don't make it. <laughs> well Greg I appreciate the call we're gonna let you go we've got a bunch of calls lined up but we appreciate your call tonight and thank you for your support brother yeah take care buddy
4: okay well uh, thank you guys I, I appreciate
1: the talk I'll you call bet. Time. Thank, thank, you, thank
0: you. yeah thanks Greg we've got a bunch of calls uh yeah Kim there's your answer to the hottest thing Aaron's had um Let's take, uh, uh, this is kind of a call for you real quick, um, yeah. Genev- Genevieve. Bailey in Maryland wants to ask you about the Spires logo.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll totally talk about that.
0: Hello, you're on with Genevieve. What's the Spires <laughs> Hi, logo?
3: so fantastic to be on live with uh, people I, are part of my doom scrolling routine, and now here I am <laughs> oh, in Real life.
1: Yeah, oh,
3: thanks good. Thanks Thank you, for you, you all so much.
1: Bailey. Are are you yeah, also from if, if uh, Frederick, I had Maryland? Known...
3: I am also from Frederick, Maryland, which is really what prompted me calling live. Yeah. Because um, I've had a hard time hooking up with figuring out where the local free thinking community is. Mm-hmm
1: i i i don't um, know of one in our town i know that the the unitarian universalist church off of elmer Durr road i know they do an atheist agnostic day i want to say it's like the the second and fourth wednesday of the month but i i haven't gone to check it out myself but that, that's start a one yeah start
0: one yeah if you don't have one start there's start no church one. there start a church
2: we don't know the well, well, we now that I know Cedric
3: has his own <laughs> YouTuber, TikTok star, I, I want to volunteer first in line to volunteer with helping happen. But
1: yeah, let's And, I, I, and I am
3: looking for my second act. My retirement's about you know four and a half years from now, so i will cool. I'm trying to think what I want to do. Where to I live, live with that. in the um, Fort Worth area. We... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I, I did want to ask Genevieve about the lovely little logo that our town has. But I'll, I'll say that. I'll call in some other time when you don't have to guess because I want to tie into what Greg asked and what Eric sure. brought up. Um, so I feel like like Francis Collins is more of a concern for me for my tribe than the evangelist. Sorry, sorry, Dave. Um, you, know, I, 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 you know, I can't have been that's something I've, I've wanted to hear more about for years, but especially in the last two years, and I, 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 I'd like your thoughts on letting people be so casual with being their Christianity, their their nonsensical, unprovable beliefs, unchallenged beliefs. I, I think that I think even though even though they, you know we got um, the Supreme Court justice now, but Amy Cooing, I, I think those folks are more of a danger to America and the separation of church and state than the evangelicals.
2: Well, I have to tell you that, that Francis Collins is one of our allies. And, you know, it, it's not like...
3: Well,
2: he, he really is. I mean, we, we have so many fundamentalists and QAnon conspiracy theorists and people who actually believe that the matrix is real and, mm-hmm. and people who think that there's a, that there's a satanic Jewish uh yeah satanic jewish atheist cabal of freemasons in, in control of the illuminati who are now all reptilian we have we have like no kind of uh rational thought anymore except for you know among the christian community we have people like like kenneth miller and francis collins and while That's what they believe is still nonsense They will still side with us and say, look, Adam and Eve, like Francis Collins said, Adam and Eve, not possible. There is no global flood. There was no Adam and Eve. Get over it. Fix your theology somehow because there is no possibility for Adam and Eve. Francis Collins said that. So I will cite him as an ally. But
3: doesn't Mm -hmm. Francis Collins, to the best of your knowledge, Francis Collins believes in God and Jesus. Do you disagree? yeah Yeah, but but the world is not a dichotomy
2: we 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 have to accept that that people are going to have varying degrees i like to look at everything in a bell curve okay so i don't i don't put people in in this extreme versus that extreme most people are in the middle now i realize i'm not in the middle i realize i'm i'm on an outer edge here Mm -hmm. but francis collins is not on on the opposite edge he's closer to me than he is to John Hagee or to mm-hmm. uh yeah. um, Mike Pence mm-hmm. or to or to Steven Anderson or or to or to uh, or or any any most of the Republican senators. They're all out in Looneyville and we have very few people and, and remember he works for our government he's in he's the director of the NIH or NIH. Mm-hmm.
3: So okay, just just retired, right? Mm-hmm yeah,
2: so uh, we we need people who have who have some kind of uh, modicum for moderate,
0: you know. Yeah. it's, it's and- not going to be one or the other. You're going to have people that are in the interim, and we need those. We have people. to allow for the gray, and it's mm-hmm. not all black and white. I hear what you're saying, though, Bailey, in that in that progressive Christianity can be problematic in that they continue to believe things that aren't true, i.e., that there's a god in the sky or that jesus is Mm -hmm. somehow alive and relevant and not just an historical figure who got crucified if he was that i understand what you're saying and that that can be problematic but we as aaron says we need allies Mm -hmm. and people that are in the middle that can help us fight against the the extreme does that make sense yeah what's more dangerous than
2: religious extremism i grew up in the gray
1: yeah yeah Right, well, Bailey, I think um something something that I'll say as well because it kind of it kind of ties into your original question, which is my thoughts on the spires. Um if you, if you're not if you're not aware uh Frederick Maryland is this gorgeous historic Civil War town about 45 minutes outside of Washington DC and our logo is the church spires because our entire skyline is these these really tall historic church spires and mm-hmm. And I moved back to Frederick after living in North Carolina in the Bible Belt, where every church on every corner had some, some of them had Trump flags, and some of them had their little message boards all about hell and damnation. And when I walk downtown now, the churches that I see have rainbow flags and 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 encourage, and there's there's one on Church Street that has a big Black Lives Matter flag, which you never would have seen in my small town, North Carolina. I think when we're talking about the purpose of secular activism, or at least at least my purpose, it's not to destroy Christianity as an entire institution as it is right now, because that that would hurt a lot of people a that I care about. And I also recognize that for some people, when they read the Bible, they see it as a book of radical acceptance and and love. And the first protest that I ever went to when I was in high school, I was maybe 14 or 15 years old. And the Westboro Baptist Church was coming to our town because the local Episcopalian church, that, that church on Church Street, um, they they added a lesbian pastor to, to their church. And so the Westboro Baptist Church came down. And so the first protest that I actually participated in of my own volition was defending that church. When we're dealing with a time like now where we've got the abortion laws in Texas and Mississippi, the Supreme Court being as it is, QAnon going off the fucking rails, I am not going to point my finger at the loving Christians who do not deny science and who are not trying to strip rights away from people and say, no, you guys are the baddies. It's just it's not practical. It's not kind. It's not it's not how I see the world.
2: So when you, when you say that Francis Collins is a bigger threat, you have to think, is Francis Collins among those who would say that everybody who ever voted Democrats literally eats raped babies while worshiping Satan? Because there's a whole bunch of people who say that, w- that I and everybody else who ever voted for a Democrat is a left-winger, because most Democrats are not left-wing, but you'll be, remember, we're talking about dichotomies here. You're... you're mm-hmm. It's us versus them, good (laughs) versus bad, black versus evil or black versus white, whatever. Um, And so that's that's the way that they see everything. So everybody that voted Democrat is therefore necessarily a leftist. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter that all of the Democratic presidents have all been on the right wing of the political spectrum or the political compass, rather. You know, they have to see things this way. And so they say that every Democrat is therefore Satanist, even though most of them are Christian. No, it doesn't matter because they're, they're not my kind of Christian. They're not fundamentalist, right wing, political, conservative, Trump loving Christians. So that means that they drink raped babies' blood. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, so Francis it's kind of like Paul you have, have to choose your battles. battles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I we we get what you're saying, Bailey. But at yeah. it, at the place we're at right now in this in this country, you just kind of got to choose your battles. You know, mm-hmm. and and. No pro- you're, you're, that's all correct. Yeah. The, the progressive I, Christians who 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 say that God is real and they love God, I, I get frustrated with them too, but they're not doing any damage. They're not trying to impose that on anyone. They're not trying to pass any laws that restrict people's rights. So we gotta we gotta focus our attention and our energy on the places that are that are damaging and 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 you know that's that's kind of what we're saying, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: They also haven't been able to rein in the evangelicals, though. Yeah. And they have things like the Methodist Church. Did you see that one where they they have they, they're going through the schism now because the I guess the African Church don't want to accept
0: homosexuals. yeah yeah I know what you're saying again. I mean we, that was
3: the mainstream church I grew up in. Yeah. And
1: you know I'm you know I'm excited. I, 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 I don't mean to interrupt you, Bailey, but I'm excited for you to watch the show next yeah, no, week fine. because we actually do have a, a progressive Christian friend of mine uh, coming on. And I'll be really excited then to sort of talk about the issues that I do have with progressive Christianity. Yeah, I'll be I pushing back, back against him. I do right. go back and forth on it. Um, yeah. So, so definitely well, tune in for that.
0: But let us let us let you go. We're trying to get through all the calls tonight. we got more than usual. Thank you, Aaron, for that. Um, actually, but, I in mic call. Yeah, yeah, Bailey, call yeah. again next week if you can yeah. and talk to aggressive. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Excellent. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye, neighbor. Yeah, Frederick neighbor, huh?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um Bob Vanderwest, I appreciate your super chat. 20 bucks. Um Kim Possible, 666. Love that number. Um
2: Derek Isn't that Cruz. Funny?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Five dollars. Thank you, brother uh Corey springer five dollar super sticker thank you anton in mexico 150 pesos i guess
2: hey (laughs) yeah he's he's one of my supporters too
0: yeah Yeah. he said that yeah he said i got him activating and and uh supporting you i don't know how i did that dante verona thank you a hundred dollar super chat from addison texas that's near you right it is yeah Right around one of the, the many
2: suburbs in the DFW Metro Thank you,
0: Dante. That's very generous and very very sweet. thank you. Asexual atheist. you all do work I respect. 499 super chat trying to get through these. We got more calls to take. Woo, it's busy tonight. Um, we got uh, several calls for you, Aaron. Um, let me you pick you want to talk about aquatic ape theory, uh, yeah. the myth of meritocracy and free will or let's start with aquatic ape okay cairo my man in tennessee he him how you doing cairo
5: man very well happy new year
0: yeah you too thanks for waiting i know you've been on hold for a little bit aquatic ape theory what's oh, no. okay well, you wanted bro. to ask Aaron about that
5: I do. So growing up, my parents um, just weren't fans of education. And I was taught that evolution was evil and that scientists were a cabal of devil worshippers and all this stuff. Um, and once I left Christianity and was kind of freed from those shackles in my mind and I got to examine evolution. And it became like a whole new world that I fell into and really fell in love with because it's, You know, profound and amazing, and it really explains everything in existence beyond just our human form, but also like our culture and the way we engage with each other. Um, And your videos aren't uh, have been a big part of that, and I've had the pleasure of sharing those with other people. Um, One of the theories I've came across is aquatic ape theory, and I know that it's somewhat divisive, and it there's a few there's a small group of people who are very pro it and then there seems to be a lot of pushback against it, and I was really curious about your thought about it.
2: About aqu- aquatic apes theory? Yes, yeah. Did I hear you right? Yeah. yeah. So there was this charming little old lady who came up with this idea that the reason that, that, that people had fat and that uh, we, you know, we have body fat and other apes don't have body fat, and that must mean that we like the whales who have a whole lot of body fat, we must have evolved for some point in the water. So we moved from the jungle Mm. to the Savannah, I guess, directly into the water and that we can hold our breath underwater like no other primate can. And, and these sorts of arguments and they featured her. I don't know if it was a Ted talk or if it was Ted X, but I remember that she was featured and she's an adorable little old lady. You know, she's she has to just, yes. you know, lazy boy recliner because she can't stand, you know, because she's so old and all like that. But the thing is, is it and I hate to say it, but I mean, everything she said was wrong. <laughs> everything. Wow. OK. I've seen monkeys. I've seen well, chimpanzees swim underwater, you know, and sometimes they hold their nose and sometimes they don't. Sometimes they just swim underwater with both hands in motion. I've seen obese orangutan, chimpanzee, rhesus monkeys flowing over with fat. So it is, yeah, it is possible to Mm. have body fat. It's possible to have obesity. And and the thing is, is in in science, you can postulate anything you want to. But if you don't have evidence that backs that, then there's no discussion. Mm-hmm. Even if you're a sweet old lady saying it, right? <laughs> it should be. Even if you're a sweet old lady and everybody loves you, oh, isn't she adorable? But mm-hmm. you don't have a fact. When, when okay. she says, well, apes can't hold their breath underwater. Yes, they can. Well, apes don't have body fat like we do. Yes, they do. Sorry, you're done. Go home, Grandma. You're drunk.
0: <laughs> Good point.
5: I did not know those things. So that's, that's great information.
0: Yeah, well, that's good. This what that's what you I tell them kind entertaining
2: the, the idea, but I had to explore the idea at first. I mean, and entertaining it means looking into it, mm-hmm. see what it actually says. And I found yeah, out. Yeah,
5: I've watched great. a lot of videos on both sides of the thing, and I, I thought it was just an interesting. And I was really curious about what you thought about it. But you brought up some good points, and I wasn't aware of those. So thank you.
2: Yeah, my um, pleasure. I was, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I was curt about and, it. I shouldn't be.
5: You said what? No. I'm sorry absolutely. if I was curt about um, that. I shouldn't be. No, nah, not at all. I appreciate your input. That's what I call for. But mm-hmm. I wish all of y'all a happy new year and continued success. And um, keep being good.
0: Thank, Thank you, Cairo. Appreciate the call, brother. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. Okay, we got another call. Y'all ready? Yep. Keep them coming, huh? Yeah. Um, Pat, he, him, and in Indiana wants to ask Aaron about the idea of free will and he wants to talk about meritocracy and also luck and all things like that. So one person gets three questions. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how we do with the first one. Hey, Pat.
2: Hey guys, how you doing?
0: Good. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: I, I, we're taking live calls. Go ahead.
0: What, what's on your mind?
6: Yeah. I was wondering um, if uh, Aaron would be willing to uh, build the whole idea of the uh, The myth of free will and the myth of meritocracy and the idea of luck, it's all kind of tied together. The reason I'm bringing it up is I've noticed I've had some luck with uh, theists in the past that you just, the ones that are just down deep, won't budge. And if you start bringing up some studies in neuroscience and some ideas about, you know, you didn't choose your parents. You didn't choose your genes. You didn't choose your environment, schooling you went to, the state you were born in, the country, on and on and on. And a lot of times they start scratching their head You start thinking, wow, this is making a little sense. And because you're not talking about Jesus, you're not talking about their church. You're not talking about, now you're talking about supernatural stuff, which free will really is. It's all, it's all against natural laws of science, whole idea of free will. But they're not thinking. They're not going down that scary road of heaven and hell and Jesus and everything. So what you've done is you've cracked their their little wall a little bit. You've you've entered the door. And now they're starting to do some critical thinking. They're questioning some things. Next thing you know, they might be rethinking their whole idea of religion. Then if you can start and it's happened a couple times with me where I don't know if they're atheists now, but they sure don't believe what they used to believe.
0: Yeah. Hmm. What are your thoughts, Aaron? Well, can you phrase that as a question? <laughs> <What> are,
6: <laughs> well, you I, was just we curi- a, I was just curious well. if you agree with that whole idea of using, of using that path to get to a theist, where you're not really talking about theist things. You're talking about free will.
2: And Have you ever noticed how some, it, and, how some uh, people will will answer a question differently depending on how you phrase the question? If you ask a yes or no question. Like if I ask, do you believe in God? Virtually everyone will say yes. Mm-hmm. But if I ask the same question rephrased, I say, are you convinced that an actual deity really exists? The majority of answers will be no. It's the same question, but they're programmed that right. they have to say yes when they hear, "Do you believe in God?"
0: Well, but if you ask them to define the God, uh, wouldn't you say that most people, especially if well, if the Christian world I lived in, if you ask them, "Do you believe in God?" and and you ask them the follow-up question, "Do you believe in a deity actually exists?" They would say yes, but when it comes down to defining that deity and and uh, giving understandable actions to that. It, they they have to revert back to what the Bible says, and then then Which you've got a quandary.
2: Because, uh, as far as holy scriptures go, the Bible is really wanting. Yeah, and the the Bible is very popular, <laughs> but it's not very good. You know. I mean? It, mm-hmm. it's, It just really isn't. And as far as spirituality goes, it's especially bad. Uh, When we're talking about free will, Mm -hmm.
0: it's
2: a very uncomfortable topic. Yeah. Because especially for people who'd have a tendency to think in dichotomies that you're either this or that. I have spoken with many people who say, um, do you like X? Well, I don't really like X. They say, oh, okay. So you think X is terrible? No. I don't think X is terrible. I just don't really like it. And, and, and that could be anything from a, from a popular movie or book to, to asparagus. Mm-hmm. You know, I, don't, I don't especially like this thing, but that doesn't mean, mean that I think it's absolutely the worst thing ever. But th- there are people, and I mean this week, I've had people talking to my face who've said things like this. Oh, do so you think that's terrible? No, mm-hmm. I don't. I just don't, don't, do partic- I'm not just, I'm just not particularly interested in that. When we, when you have people that are in a mindset like that and you bring up free will, that's a problem because mm-hmm. free will, you know that you already know that there are people in your family that you can manipulate just on how you phrase the statement or question, what kind of response you're going to get. I knew because my dad always wanted an argument that he, he, he used to watch every, di- every night after dinner, he would watch Shawna na And I knew, and I tested this to show it, that I, if I said to my dad, boy, oh, you like Shawna na na he would argue that he doesn't like it, even though he watches it every fucking day after dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if I phrased the question in a different way, to, to, to <coughs>
0: maybe, <coughs> shut up, dog. I Dog's got a question.
1: This is so sweet. Don't you bark? Don't you bark?
0: And you shut up too.
1: <laughs> it's okay. Now it you got him to going. Me all the time.
0: Hey, we don't mind. On this show, we don't care.
1: <laughs>
0: let him Let him bark. They, they don't understand that they they
2: they think they have to go to DEFCON five every time the mailman shows up. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah, (laughs) well, the the idea of free will, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of different ideas about, you know, whether whether we have it. Go ahead, uh, Pat. No, I was just wondering if uh, if if Aaron understood basically
6: what I was implying, that I've had better luck kind of going through a different door and sometimes just getting them to start questioning things is the first thing, because like you said earlier, the Christians or theists, they just don't ever question anything. They won't budge. And if you go in a different way, a different angle, and you get a little crack there, you can start opening some doors. Like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Robert Sapolsky out in Stanford. He wrote a book called behave. I would highly recommend anybody to look at that book. And he thinks the whole idea of free will is just, you know, laughable. Um, and, and I so get a, that. Lot of I get that.
2: But, for you've just described, you may not be aware, but you just described the reason why it's laughable. You know that if you if you change the stimulus, you'll change the response. <clears throat> I know people, if I ask them a yes or no question, they can't answer that question until they know why I've asked it. Mm-hmm. As if the 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 reason that I asked it changes the answer. It shouldn't. It should still... be If it, if the answer was going to be yes the first way, it should be yes the second way. It's a yes or no question. It's going to be yes. You don't have to know why I right. asked it. But they want to know the motivation because that might change their answer. Mm-hmm. I don't get that, but that's the way people are. So you know that it's possible to manipulate people very subtly. And so you too can be manipulated in this same way. Mm-hmm. But does that mean... Sure. When you realize that we are... We are products of our culture. We're products of our upbringing. We're products of our genetics. We're products of our, our, of our political disposition. Whether that's genetic or not, I don't know. And sometimes I think it is. Although I was more right-wing as a child, maybe I grew up. And it, that seems to be backward of what other people do. Um, we, if, you, if you take that we don't have free will, Then there are people who always ever run to extremes and say, well, you can't hold anybody responsible for anything anymore. Well, of course you, you have to. Right.
6: And that, Mm -hmm. well, and yeah, and then people are going to argue nihilism and it just becomes, well, that's like Sam Harris says, just because you don't believe in free will doesn't mean you just give up and you throw the, uh, the oars out of the boat and float around. You don't know the impact of running into a smart person, what that can do to your life. So that's, I agree with what you're saying. What, what my point is, is that it can change your whole outlook on life. You can understand how we work, ourselves work better, and others work better by looking back, why do I believe what I believe? And then you can mm-hmm. trace back and say, oh, I was born this way. I was brought up in this sort of environment. Like you said, political, it's all environment and everything, and it's mm-hmm. all luck. And that's why it's important sometimes for us to, when we're dealing with Christians that won't budge, you you understand them better because you understand that they're products of their environment, genes mm-hmm. and parents and schooling and the state and yeah. the country. I mean, why do why do almost everybody's religion is tied to pretty much where they were born? Well, it's all luck. Of course yeah. It is. Well,
1: well, Pat, and another so, another. I'm sorry. I don't I don't mean to yeah, interrupt he's
2: you. Still, Pat. He's still working on a point. No, no. no go ahead.
1: No, no, okay. no. Please, after you. Oh,
2: go. No, no. Go ahead.
1: Okay. I I just. I just, I just wanted to ask quickly. Um, you, you've heard of street epistemology, uh, correct? Because ultimately, right. yeah. See, I guess the way that I'm thinking about this is that your, your idea that that discussing free will is the way to get people to think critically. I mean, what if, what if their faith and their belief in God has absolutely nothing to do with whether or not free will exists? I think it's important to, well, to really understand why the person like why the person you're talking to believes why they what they believe and i think it's a great way to sort of avoid you know running in circles about something that they honestly might not even care about and, and- well
6: i guess i guess my point is if you can you, you're right they might be not tied to free will their belief in religion but if you can get them to just question something for once in their life
0: yeah good luck um, yeah.
6: about free will if you and then all of a sudden, it's just like, that's why most—that's the problem with most Christians, like Aaron talks about all the time. They won't question anything, and they don't understand one of the most important things in the world, that admitting you're wrong is so hard for most humans. But if you convince someone that admitting you're wrong, all that is, is saying to yourself, you know what, I'm smarter than I used to be. I've got some friends and the whole run on critical thinking now because they just understood that. I said, don't be embarrassed that you're wrong. You're smarter than you were yesterday. There's
2: another, and, and then of they that. just see it when all differently.
6: Were... So if you could just if you could just get a little crack like that, sometimes you can get Christians a crack a little bit.
2: Mm. When you admit that you're wrong, <laughs> you immediately stop being wrong.
0: <laughs> That's true too. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I think the the, bigger, the the point with the Christians and their their need to cling to free will. I mean, you you my understanding and my response I get most of the time when I deal with Christians and ask them about the problem of evil and why there's evil and wickedness in the world. And if God's in charge of everything, what happened? Why, why are there so many things wrong? And the stock answer is free will and the fall of of man. And so you don't have a, as a Christian, you don't have a sufficient response to the problem of evil and wickedness in the world Unless you fall back on free will, if you take free will out of the equation, then God's got some explaining to do. And and they can't really they can't really dance with that because they don't have a good secondary answer for the problems that exist in the world. Why little girls are abducted and raped by psychopaths? Well, because God had to give free will to man in the Garden of Eden. That's the only answer they have. And you take that away from them, And they're really bare naked.
6: Exactly. And if you can crack that, if you can just use neuroscience studies, all kinds of things, and just common sense about how the whole idea of free will is just nonsense, and they start thinking about that, then they might, they might lead farther and farther and farther. All, all of a sudden, they're critical thinkers in a way, and they're questioning so They've never questioned anything. Aaron, you know, like, like Aaron said right at the beginning of the show, <laughs> we're, we're just a bunch of idiots,
0: mm-hmm.
6: but we think we're so smart. And the most dangerous combination in human beings, as everyone knows, is the combination of ignorance and arrogance. It's the most lethal problem. Daniel Kahneman, in, from the book Thinking Fast and Slow, he said if he could wave a magic wand and make one thing in the whole universe go away, what would it be? He said overconfidence. And, 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 that, and that's what you're dealing with with Christians. It's just overconfidence. They're so sure about stuff that doesn't even exist. It's just, well,
2: it's, it, it's well, all they
1: believe. They,
6: they know for sure.
2: I saw an evangelical uh, earlier this week who was complaining about what is the criticism against being confident? Well, of course I'm confident. I know for a hundred percent for certain, I'm like, you know, for a hundred percent certain shit that is proven wrong. Everything you say is wrong, (laughs) but you know, it a hundred percent certain. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah,
6: exactly. Exactly. But anyway, that's all I was wondering. I I was just, I, I, my, my dream would be for you Aaron, to how you do these deep dives into certain areas and you go on for, is to go into this area and really because you've got the, the, the skills and everything to do this and, and put this all together, all these ideas and think, you know, cause you can convince listeners and other people to understand how we work, how the other people work and how you can kind of break this whole little it's just one little back door way in to uh it's just it's so complicated, it's a very deep issue. I mean you could go on and talk about it. I mean I could go on and talk about it for hours and hours and hours. I've been studying it for years. There's so many yeah. different angles and issues for it. But but when you get done with the whole thing and studying it all, it's just baloney and I frankly think it's so important that the free will issue is kind of the umbrella which that everything else falls
2: under. So um, when I mentioned get that whole idea Go ahead. I didn't want to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. That's all I was. Okay. Well, I've noticed in myself how I was culturally manipulated and how uh, my my reactions were conditioned. For a long time, as I might have indicated accidentally in the beginning of this conversation, I was uh, in the company of people who, were, who praised apathy. And while that wasn't the way I was raised, that was something that was conditioned into me, that I, that, that I was supposed to be cooler than that, not mm-hmm. to respond to things. And that came to a head when I watched a vicious collision and I, I watched it happen. I a car crash, a horrible car crash in the middle of the night where there's no one else around. I'm the only witness. And there's one woman crawling out of her wrecked vehicle, pleading for help. And I remember thinking that here I am standing here watching this cool as if nothing affects me. And that's when I realized that I'd been conditioned to behave that way mm-hmm. by assholes who I knew were assholes at the time. And yet my, my involvement in that kind of a community has chilled me to this point where I, where I, where I would view human tragedy with such apathy. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's when I challenged it. <laughs> I mean, so I, I have exactly evaluate my own yeah. position over and over again. There's, there are people who've spent a decade in prison, and I know a couple of evangelicals like this, spent a decade in prison and never admit that they ever did anything wrong. Right. And fortunately, that hasn't happened to me for me to view other aspects of my life and realize what an asshole I was. hmm in the past and i'm not expecting i'm not there's not going to be a judgment there's no hell there's no god i'm as convinced of that as anyone possibly could be but that doesn't change the fact that i want to reevaluate the way that i was raised the idiotic things that i said and i believed in the rude way that i treated other people and mm-hmm. all, most of this was culturally ingrained and sure
6: Exactly. And that's, that's all determinism. That's not free will. It was all just bad luck that you Mm -hmm. had to be around those people. And, and, you know, if you were born somewhere else, you wouldn't have run into those people when you real quick, when you brought up the whole idea of prison, that's a whole nother issue with this whole free will. And like you said, no one's held responsible. If you go up into the Nordic countries where they're less religious and they understand determinism more and they kind of deny free will, when you look into their prison systems, they don't just say, oh, you killed someone or you, you robbed someone and you can just, you know, go back home after you say, you know, apologize or something. But they, they run their prison systems different. They understand that it's it's environment. Maybe they had different uh, experiences and they need to go into the prison and learn and understand how they can change it. So they run their prisons completely different. I mean, they have murderers in some of their prisons in their kitchen holding steak knives and all these other things because they just it's it, it's just a different mm-hmm. environment up there they handle it different um they mm-hmm. understand that we're just products of our environment we're no different than trees and plants that if you don't have good soil good water good nutrients good sun and we're just like you say we're primates we're just we're products of the environment too and uh so it it, it really is the whole free will issue it really is a real world application it's not just for academics it it, it affects how they run their world up there in the nordic states
2: and and you bring up a really really good point that when you when we punish people in prison we we create a new culture we've got the culture of the worst of the worst and we put them all together so that now the value system is all completely distorted Mm -hmm. and we put them in there for long enough that that shit sticks and then yeah. we let them out. Where in in a, <laughs> so, in a in a social environment that works in prison does not work in the real world. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so, I mean, it, it, there's everything about the way the American prison system works and the American education system, and a lot of other our, our other systems are yeah defective. We need to do a whole show on that, Genevieve. We oh need my to gosh, come.
0: I know that could be a whole show. Well, yeah, definitely. hey Pat, we're gonna let you go because we got one other thing to get to. And we have a sharp cutoff at eight thirty Eastern. Yeah. So thanks for the call. It was an invigorating conversation. Yeah, I, I
6: appreciate appreciate all your time. you, you three bet, are man. great, and uh, thanks for
2: the time. You thank bet. You.
0: Thank you. Bye bye. It was, that was a
2: brilliant points. So. Bye bye.
0: Yeah. That's that's a that's a big conversation. Courageous. Thank you for your super sticker. All people are different people. A quote from Ted Lasso, none other. Um, I did want to get to this this super chat from Jeff. Um, yeah, there it is. Uh, you see it there. I grew up not believing evolution, don't disbelieve it. Just wasn't very familiar. Where could one start to have a more realistic worldview? I guess by watching your videos, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was
1: gonna say right off the bat, seriously, I'm this, Ross, uh, yeah, your, just your just channel. do a
0: deep dive on his channel, and you'll probably come out <laughs> way better than anywhere else you could go. If uh, to
2: to be honest and without you know trying to avoid the shameless self-preservation or self-promotion, but the reason that I wrote the systematic classification of life video series is because this wasn't being addressed anywhere, even in academia. And it's
0: fucking brilliant, by the way. Uh, If you you guys haven't seen, by the way, Aaron, uh, where can people find that give us uh I, I know they'll put it in the in the chat but, yep. but Systematic where do people follow you
2: know of life is a is a 50 part video series on my channel a-r-o-n-r-a the first episode is just kind of an intro where for, for a lot of you know first videos the first video is not necessarily like the rest of them you know so you might want to just jump into episode two and go on okay
0: and that's on your channel r and ra on youtube yes um, and follow you there, folks. but if you watch
2: but- that, you will. And I, I realize
0: it's fifty
2: parts, and each each episode is is seven to f- seven to twenty some odd minutes long. There might even be a thirty minute mm-hmm. one uh, in there. But if you really want to understand evolution, the evolutionary perspective, whatever what, what evolution teaches, et cetera, that's honestly that it was tailor made to be. For people who are not science majors, people who are not going to college but want to understand what evolution is and how it works, that's that's mm-hmm. what that was made for. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I grew. I, it's not shameless self-promotion if I say it because I I grew up learning evolution all the time. I had a whole class on human evolution when I was in elementary school. I still go back and watch that series, Aaron, because the way that you describe everything is so detailed and yet so succinct and and so palatable to a wide. Uh, variety of, of audiences so if it, it is a great place to start
2: thank you very much for that
1: of course thank you for taking the time to make all of that because it is 50 parts
0: <laughs> you, what, what other things are you working on Aaron what's next for you In what's 2022 holding for you I wish I could do another pure educational thing
2: where I'm, where I'm not having to deal with religion all the time uh, but but the sad thing is, is that we're still inundated, inundated with that. And so, yeah. that, so right now I'm working on a series uh, on, on an organization called Genesis Apologetics who have, they all, why do these people always have massive amounts of funding?
0: Why is the it? The churches.
2: It, yeah. So, so the churches, people, people will donate millions and millions of dollars. They'll donate all of their, their food stamps to support this kind of thing. Uh, just to be lied to because they want to have a make-believe session. But but that's where they get all the funding. So we are outnumbered, we're outgunned, we're outfinanced, mm-hmm.
0: and this is what keeps me in work. Well, so and that's just, why you go and protest at the Creation Museum and places like that, right? Yeah,
2: but unfortunately, the, the physical process protests don't seem to mean much. I mean, I, really? I did one at a church where they were promoting, um, they, they, they were actually, they, unwittingly, because they're, who, who realizes what the what their leaders are telling them? They were on. They were supporting the overturn of the American you know, a democratic uh, republic, the constitutional republic. They were promoting overturning the American experiment entirely and going with theocracy, going with a monarchy, going against everything the founding fathers stood for because they thought. The Founding Fathers founded this country as a Christian nation.
1: <laughs> and so
2: there's, well, there's
0: no reasoning with them. They're having a completely different body of facts. Do you do you feel like at, at some level, at some times, you get through to some people at some of those things, like at the Creation Museum, maybe some people coming in, making them maybe think a little bit? If do, you do get you... to talk to somebody
2: for five minutes, maybe. Yeah. But when you're standing on the street corner holding up a sign, I don't care how brilliant that sign is. People would still drive past us and scream that they're going to pray for me Mm -hmm. or go home communists. (sighs) We're not the communists. (laughs) We're promoting the Constitution. Yeah. Yeah. But, you can't, but you, can't, you, you can't stand there and hold a picket sign and have people think because people are dumb. <laughs> it's
0: hard. It's hard to break through. And, and I think the reason we do what we're doing here and everywhere else is trying to, to chip away in some little way at, some, at someone's way of thinking and to get them to, well, think for one thing, think for themselves and not just swallow what they're being spoon fed from the pulpit or from their politicians or whoever's feeding them. Um, It's, it's a, it's an uphill struggle, but I think that's why we do it is hopefully because we do here. I mean, you've heard Aaron from people who've, who've, who tell you that what you've done has helped them to, to turn the corner.
2: It's not entirely hopeless. No. As, as hopeless as it may seem. Sometimes I get messages not every day, but almost daily. I get messages from former believers mm-hmm. telling me, and it's not just in my email. It's it's in a number of different venues, but, but right. it's, it's people telling telling me or telling their friends out on Twitter or whatever that that, that it was something that I said or showed mm-hmm. that got them thinking and eventually changed
0: their minds, and they're better off for it. Yeah, yeah, so- they feel better about it. They're not... They're not like sad that oh he took my faith away. They're 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 uh, thanking you for setting them free in some ways. There, there's there's no better motivation if you absolutely not. I get those messages too, and it's just very gratifying. We we had Yeshua Hamashiach in the chat. He tried to call in as a tangelo, which everyone knows I'm <laughs> not taking his calls, and now he's in the chat I telling I didn't have the courage to take his call. Well, you. have lied about who you were on the phone he so had the courage we i had the courage to have him in a
2: written discussion on my forum in league of reason wherein he did not have the courage to answer a single fucking yes or no, no question. he's a waste of time yes or yeah. no
0: he's a waste he of couldn't. time and i'm How not he doing what it
2: do was was copy and paste huge blocks from his oh. own his own website
0: I've gotten emails from him with those copy and paste things.
2: He's ignoring the question because yeah. he's afraid. <laughs> so very terrified to think he's the biggest goddamn coward. He's the loudest coward in the uh, world. Shut the she... fuck up, Otangelo. He thinks hold he's the, on some mission from head God. Out from thy
3: ass and think... <laughs>
0: oh Sorry. he's he's, <laughs> he's just worn us out I knew I'd arrived on my very first show our, my very first YouTube show our mm-hmm. first show Genevieve we had yeah. a tangelo call and I thought oh my god I've made it I've made it to the YouTube atheist elite strata right there yeah. out of the gate
1: <laughs> that was uh, there, day there, one with Anthony one. there's
2: another one that I, I refuse to debate because he's mentally challenged and that would just be uh unfair yeah, and I don't want to name Nephilim free because that would be unfair. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 this guy he he posts challenges all the time that I'm supposedly afraid of him. Right. Because he, he you can't speak to him. He's incomprehensible. He
0: doesn't understand anything. Right. So where can you go? Yeah, there's no point of contact. And we had a little experience with that. We had we had an evangelical podcaster on um a few weeks ago, and oh, it was I a really
2: got somebody in your chat, Ciceroxy, who's calling me the biggest coward we can find.
0: Now, oh, where's that? <laughs> let's let's see. Oh, Ciseroxy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, All right, it's the biggest coward. Yeah. We, we got a couple am Afraid of? Get on the phone, Ciceroxy. I don't know. Is that a yeah, with a new I, name? I don't know. <laughs> can you
2: can you pull them together a little bit? Maybe go find him out of your wife's purse and make a phone call. Yeah,
0: were <laughs> you call me it's a coward? Oh, I think the phones are off. Um, yeah, it's frustrating. We yeah. had this evangelical Christian on, and he was a really nice guy, but it was just—it was just cut and paste answers, like you said. Just yeah. like he was like reading from a script, and we just never felt like we could have a genuine conversation. And it's just—it's just their their mind has been turned off, and there's no way to there's no way to dialogue, and it's I- just frustrating.
1: Yeah. And the other thing too, about that week that we had Ro on, I mean, he, like I said, he, he seems like a really, really nice guy. I spent the whole week leading up listening to basically the entirety of his podcast. But I think the issue that you find a lot of times is that when we have conversations where, you know, it's a, a theist versus an atheist, you know, people sort of put on their hats and they don't see us as just genuine people that you can get along with and talk about other things with, or, or, or you know, he. It felt like he. They often feel the need to just put on their evangelist hat and leave the person behind. It's it's a it's a it's a micro dehumanizing.
2: Mm-hmm. Somebody said in the chat that they named their cat Otangelo. I Nella. saw that. <laughs> you know what? You really don't. Just play a game of chess with your cat, and if you find that your cat is completely incapable of even engaging in the game at all,
0: then Otangelo is the perfect name for it. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, I want to remind everyone, you can support us by Patreon. Uh, Bevan, handed me a note. We're going to be posting some behind-the-scenes 2020 photo album. 2021, I guess? I don't know. Uh, For Patreons only. So if you want to see behind-the-scenes for Dave and Bevan's world, you can become a Patreon. We appreciate that support. It helps us do what we're doing. If you appreciate what we're doing. Uh, Also, if you appreciate what Aaron does. (laughs) Oh. Genevieve like, just got a kiss from her, a tangelo. Is that a Tangelo?
1: No, that's no. that's Lucifer. She's really acting like Lucifer, Lucifer that's right a better now. name. Yeah.
0: Uh I support Aaron's to- <laughs> channel. Support Aaron on Patreon. He does incredible work. He's helping, as you heard tonight, lots of people. He've been doing it for years. Uh, there's no better advocate out there doing this work than Aaron Ross. So go support Aaron if you're not already. And um, like and subscribe on the channel. We appreciate that. Bill Castle, super sticker. Thank you so much. Arn, you're going to be speaking at some conferences. We're going to see you at atheist, uh, atheist uh, American Atheist Conference. You're going to be there. I,
2: I am one of the featured speakers at American Atheist. If the world will stop progressively destroying itself.
0: I know. If it would just stop
2: coming to end for a while so that we can you know live again. I am supposed to give a Darwin Day presentation to the first ever satanic congress in scottsdale arizona on uh on february 12th darwin's birthday and 13th cool so hopefully that one yeah hopefully
0: things are going to happen i mean i'm thinking we're we're planning to be at uh atheist conference in uh in atlanta i'm i'm matt's trying to get me on there to speak he thinks they're going to ask me but i haven't heard from him yet so put a plug in for me i know you're on the board yeah, I've been um,
2: waiting for the American Humanist Association to, uh, to, to book me as a speaker, but I guess they don't think I'm human. But at yeah. least the Satanists think I'm a devil. So, okay.
0: Yeah, a lot of these conferences, I think, are trying to get their figure out what they're going to do because COVID keeps playing havoc with mm-hmm. us. But um, we'll see you there, I'm sure, in Atlanta and somewhere else, I'm sure looking thanks again for that. coming on my man it was so good to have you we had a invigorating yeah. conversation the calls and chats were flying in i couldn't keep up with them but we did our you know, best
2: it was good to meet you in austin yeah I just wanted to throw that out there
0: oh my pleasure as well i was uh, i've always been a big fan of yours and i was just really great to have some time with you there we'll see thank we'll do you. it again soon and everyone thank you again for watching we are out of time that's our show for this week <laughs> We'll <laughs> be